Why Can't I Do Music Good is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. If you would like to be part of that audience, please follow us at twitch.tv forward slash oddhobs. That is twitch.tv forward slash O-D-D-H-O-B-B-S. And then you'll be notified as to when we go live, you can get involved in the discussion. Now, without further ado, on with the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, the 24th of June, and my name is Lawrence Hobbs. My name is Theo Dehaney. And this is Why Can't I Do Music Good, a show where we talk about music, making music, why we're rubbish at making music, and what we're trying to do about it. How are you, Theo? I'm doing great. Good to see you, man. It doesn't Good feel like a week since too. the last one. No, no, it doesn't feel like a week. And I think it's probably, it might be because of the fact that we took two weeks in between mm. the, last, the last two episodes. And so this one definitely feels way shorter. Yeah. Like way shorter. I don't want to see a Jeremy Clarkson impression just then. Way. It's been the shortest in, in week the, in the world. In the world. <laughs> how, how has your week been work-wise? Um, work-wise, it's been difficult and long and stressful. Um, well, not stressful. It's just been just lots of long hours. Um, so I haven't done anything really musically this week and i'm also behind on the, the 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 sort of preparation for this episode um so that's fine <laughs> I think yeah we'd we'd <laughs> i think we both when we got on skype we, we both sort of went i'm not really prepared should we just wing it <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah let's just wing it and that's what we're gonna do we're just gonna what wing gonna this do. episode um and of all the episodes to wing, it's probably the worst one because actually something really important yeah. um, is happening this week. It has been a year since I released my very first record. Happy anniversary. Happy release anniversary. Yes. Leave me for worms, don't leave me for dead is a year old. Um, like, if I'd planned this more and remembered, I definitely would have just asked whether you wanted to just do a roast of the EP. Yeah, I would have had to listen to it like a few times oh thanks a lot dude no <laughs> well yeah but i'd have had to listen that would have been it. my first roast you know oh when preparing for this roast <laughs> you know what the hardest part of it is just fucking listening to the thing <laughs> sprout uh, sprout says, says congrats on one year thank you very much sprout thank you very much sprout oh the twitch chat is is congratulating me and so happy um, yeah, roast. and it's been, you know what, it would have been fantastic to do a roast on it, because it's, the, like, I've, I I will accept it all. All the bad stuff, the bad lyrics, the questionable lyrics. Just, just <laughs> when you think it can't get any worse, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that from, uh, is from that the from Muppets, uh, Muppets, if I recall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh. Uh, what was your favourite part? The part where all those words came up. <laughs> the credits. Yeah, that one. <laughs> like, it does... It, it, so, I will say that it does have... Like, the first track and the last track, the beginning of the first track, and the entirety of the last track, stellar. 
Um, excellent track. Last track is great. Um, just because, like, the first track has all those random little cool sounds that I make in between each of the in, in between each of the phrases, mm. um, where it's got like the pick scrapes and the chaka chaka and the um, and the how do I try how do I describe this sound? <laughs> oh no, that's that's perfectly how it exactly sounds. No, it doesn't. It sounds like this. That's how it sounds. <laughs> Listen to the first track again. That was you an sound like a Pokemon. Excellent rendition. You sounded like you were trying to recall a Pokemon. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. No, it wasn't that one. It was it. Was ah <laughs> uh, no no it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one either. It was. <laughs> I choose you. Oh. <laughs> oh, use tail whip. Um, oh, God. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I've just got the notes up for the... Um... Uh, yeah, what did, what were your notes? What well, were so your notes? Mostly, what what sticks out to me, like there's, the, I can hear so much Modest Mouse. In, oh in yeah, sorry, I should say but you don't listen is to this an awful the... lot of Modest Mouse, do you? No, I don't. So, like the note, these notes that we're talking about, they are the notes that I, the pre-release notes when I first recorded the everything, and I sent it to you and said, right, I need some notes on this. How do I improve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's before, and then you took it away and did. Improvements. Um, yeah, somewhat some improvements, but I'm also lazy, so I didn't do a lot of them. <laughs> wow! For a second, my my CPU was at minus seven million percent. <laughs> That's great. Minus. 7 I don't know million. what I I don't know what part of the code OBS was reading there, but for some reason, my the display of how much percentage my CPU was using, it was minus, minus 7, seven million percent. So for a brief moment, you had the processing power of the entire universe in your Mac. It's like you uh, used it, man. It's like that Watsky lyric. It's like the Watsky lyric where it's like, "I thought uh, I was, uh, I thought I was a, a demon or something. I thought I was a demon until I realized I was God." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. What were the What were the notes that you had? Yeah. So, well, I mean, mostly it was just uh, it was a lot of production stuff, largely. Um, yeah, because yeah, and then we then spent this last year, um, like watching learning all those production a, things that producer, I should have done yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So like a lot of this, I wouldn't even need to. to a lot of these notes that I've made, you probably, if you listened to your own record and made your own notes independently, you'd probably come up with the same, the same stuff. So. Um, okay, so read read them out and see what we got. So I got for lights on, uh, worth doing yep. a little more post production to make the bass timing a little better in the intro. Uh, slight... Okay, I don't know if I I don't think I re-recorded the bass. I can't remember if I did. Okay. Although th that one I wasn't recording on a bass. I was recording on a guitar with yeah, Lockhart. So now I have a bass. Um, so maybe I would that would have come across better next time. So yep, yeah. I also had slight pause between bars at three thirty three. I'd normally record the tail of a guitar track, even if I don't use it, to prevent that. Yep. Yep, I do um, that now, yeah. So you do that now, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, uh, and then th this one is a liar. Uh, the intro guitar sounds like it peaked a couple of times in, in recording. Make sure you have more headroom than you think you need, which is definitely something I definitely, you address now. 
I address it now. Did not readdress so. it then. <laughs> well, I, as well, you know, you've you've learned to compress, so yeah. <clears throat> which will like naturally give you a bit more headroom if you're having your. your well, your I also time. like also when I was recording it, like I remember giving you the note back of yeah, that's intentional. Um, okay, that it that it sounds shit, but um. When I when I listen back to that track now, I'm like, "Fuck! Why did I intend to do that? <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> it sounds so bad." Just, well, um, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's it's one of those things where it's like you do get ear fatigue when you're when you're listening. But as long as I think, as long as somebody feels like they're doing something to the track, that they're, they're making it mm. sound different to how it did before, then it's mm. you know it's progress effectively. Yeah. And you know, you you made this album, you released, you made this EP, you released it, and now you can see, you know, where you made your mistakes, and it's yeah. like, it, which is preferable to what I do, which is just to not do stuff in case I make mistakes. <laughs> which, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's just the perfect way to summarize summarize what my uh, why can't I do music good this week? <laughs> it's perfect. I'd rather not make the mistakes than learn from them <laughs> okay well in this maybe maybe you need to so maybe you, how how close do you reckon you are to releasing something so my video um i'm talking about like putting something on spotify putting something on spotify yeah like so it's like i said to you yesterday like i feel a little bit stuck doing this video and i've mm. i i feel like i shouldn't be doing anything else until i've done this video yeah um but yeah, and and also I'm in I'm in the position of you know if I want to record something now, I it's probably best practice for me to record a video of the record of me recording this song, which yeah. effectively means that you know while I'm recording music, I'm also recording video and audio and my screen capture, and then you know that's all of this shit that I've got to edit while I'm making this music, you know, while I'm also trying to upload videos that I've already made and I might have a point where I'm working on two videos at at once. Um Sprouts just said, just get the acoustic of Deep Deep Blue on Spotify. It's bloody brilliant. Thank you. Uh I agree that it's brilliant. I but it's not I'll tell broadcast you what, level. Like, I so uh yeah, so in the chat Sprouts uh suggested that you get the acoustic version on Spotify. I, you know what? I I don't know. Like, is are we talking about an acoustic version of it? Or are we no, talking we're about? We're talking about. I think Sprout's talking about the acoustic version that's on YouTube. Which okay, yeah, is, is just not of uh, not of the right quality. I mean, I, yeah, I think I can. I I agree with you on that particular one. Mm. Um, I do think that you should record an acoustic version um yeah i don't know i also get where you're coming from about all the like juggling all the the different things you have to do Mm. um because like i my my songwriting has come to an abrupt halt recently (laughs) um my my production has come to an abrupt halt because i get like i said i get two i get two days off and one of those is spend my girlfriend Girlfriend and the other one is to is to like do the stuff for this show, hmm. um, and 
and I just haven't had time to do anything musically. It's tough. And we all—it's <laughs> we talked about this in the pre-show, um, but it's been quite funny because we've been trying to make episodes covering up the fact that we just haven't yeah. been doing anything. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, had, sorry we've like, been off for a week, couple we of weeks. Like, this week's episode yeah. is about giving yourself a break. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, we had one which was. How to how to uh, deal how to make music when you don't have enough time to do it, and then immediately not following any advice that we've given us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we had a, the the seven ways to to keep up with mod music has been doing really well. That episode is probably our most listened to episode. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but on all platforms, like even the YouTube version, that was the that was the the best episode. Yeah. Even though, like, so I've stopped I've stopped doing the YouTube thing now because. It's become sort of less relevant, and it's sure. difficult to to do all these things and push them all at the same time. Mm. Um, but well, you so know, like the YouTube wasn't getting any views, mm. but I was putting a lot of effort into the YouTube, whereas I should be putting more effort into the into the podcast, which is why I decided to ditch the YouTube and just go for the podcast audio. Fair dues, fair dues. So, um, what uh, was I going to ask you? So, the the Coheed uh, episode, why your favorite band sucks. Did you yeah. did you hear the advert at the beginning of that for Anchor? Which is a podcast. Yes, so I I started I I looked into doing Anchor, but because I'm already signed up with I I might have to reread the terms and conditions, mm. but because I already started being signed up with um No, Anchor Anchor's no, sorry, Anchor is what I use. Oh, well, you you already use Anchor is what I use. Oh, yeah, I know. it's um, the other one the other one is the one that I can't use, which is um, uh, the one that everybody else that's British is on. Um, oh, what's it called? I can't remember what it is. Yeah. But because of the fact that I'm signed up with Anchor, I can't use that one. Oh, man. Because they have an exclusivity thing. Um, but it sucks because I... Um, because I'm not American... I can't get paid for anything. <laughs> mm. Oh, do you um, have to be in the US to monetize? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I they guess don't it's only US any... advertisers that are that are invested. Yeah. So what I've done is I've I've signed up for a thing called, which is an awful name. It's called Podcorn. Um, Pod where you Podcorn? Yeah. Where you you know if you spoonerize um, that, it's cod porn, which is yeah, not no. not good. Which spoonerizing no. things is is what I automatically do now that nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like yeah. immediately, <laughs> podcorn. Oh, <Ugh. laughs> <laughs> disgusting. And yeah, it's it's either like either way, it's awful because it's either having sex with a fish, or it's getting off to twelve year olds telling you about how they had sex with your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Calling After you all manner of slurs along the way. Yeah. Um, so I signed up to this thing called um, I almost called it cod porn, <laughs> podcorn, um, which is essentially like um, you know in in an RPG where they have like mercenary boards where you just put they just plonk up jobs mm. and you just as a mercenary just go and take jobs. Yeah. It's like that, but for advertising. <laughs> They just go wow. here. There's a here's a load of companies that want you or somebody to advertise for them. Sometimes there are other podcasts as well, 
mm. and they go right some of these involve you downloading an audio file and just playing the audio some of you involve some of these involve you talking about the product okay um but you click on the one that you want and then it goes okay here's some tick boxes that this advertiser would like you to um to fulfill um whether it be not swearing for two minutes before the uh, before the advert, yeah. or whether it be mentioning this, this, and this as well, or may, or whether it's the 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 segment lasts this long, <clears throat> whatever it is, here's the the tick boxes. Yeah. You click on it, and then any every time you um, make an episode of your podcast that uses that advert, you send them a link okay and they have someone like verify look it. at the episode and verify that you've done everything correctly <clears throat> and when you've completed all your terms of the the mini contract that you have mm. is essentially sort of like signed with these advertisers they then send you the money yeah um so i haven't really dived into that as well because i haven't had a conversation with you about it Okay. And you are a participant in the podcast. Therefore, I need to essentially come up with a contract with you as to how much of that money you see. Okay. Cuz this is where this is like this is why I've kind of gone off the idea of monetizing it because as soon as I monetize it, I, anyone who's involved in the podcast, we need to then get contracts for. So mm. so Meg who does all the um the art for the stream and for the thumbnails um i would have to come up with a deal with her mm. and, and and a contract with her and then it gets messy because we're also in a relationship yeah so, yeah <clears throat> so that's weird uh like legal terms and i don't know how to write a contract so then i've got to employ a lawyer or a contract writer yeah, to start true. writing contracts for my for my partner and my friends who get involved so there's a whole load of stuff mm. which i have i'm not prepared to think about right now if i um ads for squarespace <laughs> Chat, you, you've either not us. been paying attention or you've been paying attention and you're just trying to piss us off <laughs> <laughs> look i will never advertise for squarespace sorry sorry buddy they wouldn't want you to no, no, because because my adverts would be like, did you know that that websites have become irrelevant, and therefore you can get them really cheaply? Uh, well, think about when the last time you visited a website was. How many times have you visited various websites? <laughs> do you just visit two or three websites, or do you visit hundreds? It's not like it was twenty years ago. Yeah. Anyway, the good news is yes. that because of this, you can get a website really cheaply that no one will ever look at. <laughs> Demand Unless is low, you, supply exactly. is high, <laughs> price goes down. If you want to be involved in that snake oil salesman pitch, uh, then go to Squarespace. Because <laughs> they are a good way of, of parting you with your hard-earned money for see, something that isn't going to help you very much see at what, all. See, what I'd do is I'd start it with the flashback to everything bad I've ever said about Squarespace. And then come back and go, forget about all that. This episode's sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace is the best source for getting your website up and running. 
Oh, no, what we do is we do a flashback to all the bad things we've said, but then badly edit out all the bad. Like, yeah. Do it like so you listen to all the bad stuff before, and then you listen to it again, but we edit out all the bad stuff yeah. and replace it. Oh, with. Squarespace is such a massive pile of great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That one caught me off guard. Oh, God. Right. Oh, should, we, should we move on to, to songs we can't get enough of? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> right, so this, okay. is, uh, this is songs we can't get enough of. Um, every week, Lawrence and I take it in turns to bring a song to the show that, for whatever reason, has just stuck in our heads. We just love it. It might be music. It could be production. It could be, you know, the lyrics or whatever. But um, every week before the episode, these songs get put into a playlist, which is on Spotify. It's called Why Can't I Do Music Good? Songs We Can't Get Enough Of. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, there'll be a link in the description of this this episode to the song, if I'm correct. Um, That's correct. And this week it was Lawrence's turn. So what have you got for us? So I've... Okay, so normally we, we talk about a song that we can't get enough of. This week, I'm talking about a band that I can't get enough of. And th so this this band has been part of my childhood. It's been part of my youth. Um, it, they only have three albums, but they keep cropping up at very important times in my life. Um, and I just, I every time I, I come back to them, I'm just like, oh my God, this band is amazing and I can't believe I've put them down. <laughs> but it's mainly because other bands also take, get my attention. So I can't, like... It is a. It is like the more that, yeah, whatever. All I, all you need to know is I love this band, mm. and they keep coming back to them. <laughs> and when I come back to them, I will listen to them constantly for about six weeks, and then it will drop off as I listen to other. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And I mentioned this band in last week's <clears throat> podcast, and I I essentially said I was gonna gonna bring them up this week because they don't get enough love. They've only got like nine thousand listeners on Spotify. Mm. Which is a crazy low crazy. amount um, for how good they are, and the band is Idiot Pilot. It's just these two guys. One guy, like one guy's an idiot, the other guy's a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> they write stupid songs on a plane. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, so one guy, one guy does like drums and a lot of the like synths and stuff like that. And the other guy sings, occasionally screams, and does all the uh, the guitar work. And but, oh, this just this so was good. so idiot pilot was uh, originally part of the band Twenty Two Pilots, but he was kicked out for being an idiot. <laughs> Why they're so similar? Like, it's it's well, the same is, thing. This is so. This is what I have. What I have an issue with um, with with Twenty One Pilots is because. There's, I, I think, obviously, it's very much a coincidence. They, they cite their own origin story as being a, uh, a reference to a poem they were learning about in school, which talked about how, due to a very small mistake during World War Two, there was the death of twenty-one fighter pilots. Right. Um, that's what they cite it as, but <clears throat> they are also. Just a duo where one guy plays drums and synths and the other guy plays guitar and does everything else, yeah. um, including singing. And they both have the word pilot 
in in their name and that some of their music is kind of similar um but but i think that i don't want to actually compare them because they are two very different bands yeah yeah um they fulfill different things from each other so the biggest challenge i had this week when i was coming up with a song was trying to find a song that really encapsulates the band because and the reason that was so difficult is because they do so much varied stuff. Mm. There isn't really any songs that have all of that varied stuff in. There was always some some really important part of their sound that was missing mm. um, from all the songs I wanted to try and pick. So this is the closest I got. This is from their. This song is called "The Pushover." Really, really simple idea of a song. It's just a song about a dude who's a bit of a doormat. Um. And it doesn't it doesn't have a beginning, middle, or end when it comes to the lyrical story. It's just verse saying, I'm a bit of a pushover. The chorus is, I'm a bit of a pushover. The bridge is, I'm a bit of a pushover, but now I'm in a relationship and I'm being a pushover in that relationship. <laughs> and then the song ends. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm a pushover. So, I went over here and I was a pushover over here. And then I went over there and I was a pushover over there. And then I met a girl and I was a pushover. And then we broke up. And I'm still a pushover. Well, it wasn't even that. It doesn't. It doesn't even talk about breaking Didn't up. Didn't even break up. It just goes. He wanted no, to break up, goes, but she wouldn't let them. <laughs> it just goes. It just goes. I'm in a relationship, and I'll push over there too. Good night. <laughs> um, uh, but it's next the song. song is, the sequel like, to that song so, is going to be so, in 50 years' time. Going, I wasted my life being a pushover. <laughs> well, this is what made me think that maybe this this song is part of a concept thing. Um, so I haven't explored that fully yet. And so I need to say that lyrically, this is one of the weaker songs right. for them. But it wasn't it wasn't the lyrics necessarily that I was trying to encapsulate in a song. So I'll, here's a, I've made a list of what makes up Idiot Pilot's sound. Okay, and these are the sort of things I was trying to trying to have in one song. So one melancholy lyrics, which is a lot of bands, yeah. but this is, uh, yeah, in particular, Idiot Pilot's songs are particularly sad about particularly self-deprecating stuff. Um, two, uh, there's a certain type of electronic drum sound that happens at the beginning mm. of this song that they use a lot in their work. Um, it's part and of, I, th I think that's no, part of uh, what I'm hearing. Like, I'm hearing so much Radiohead in idiot yeah. pilot generally and i think part of it mm. at least is those uh synthetic drums i called them glitch drums but they're not really glitch drums they mm. just well they do do a lot of the sort of yeah like a very very fast hi-hat for a for a bit longer than it should so there are glitch elements mm. but it's not actually glitch drums um it's oh, maybe it's like 90s electric synthetic kit i know it's like frantic electric kit um then the third thing is is reverb soaked vocals and guitar mm -hmm. which is in every song i didn't need to try very <laughs> hard to find that um and then you've got an you've got an early aughts synth sound um it's pretty much the same synth sound they use in every single song okay um it's it's very simple. It's like it's almost just a sine mm. sine wave, um, well, the, the with thing a is, very little tweak. Yeah, and they, 
the thing when you're using like a synth it's like when you've got when you've got any band you have an arsenal of instruments right and mm-hmm. it's you're not it's not like you're going to be playing a guitar one song and then like you've switched to a sitar for the next one so well, especially I, can, I can absolutely understand if band, somebody yeah. plays a synth that they'd pick a patch that they know mm. would work in pretty much any situation that they mm. might you know tweak a little bit here and there but one that they can just switch on and it's loaded up and they can play the songs that they need to play. Mm. Well, there's... Uh, yeah, so that that particular synth sound, yeah, is absolutely in a lot of their music. Mm. Um, then um, the fifth thing is they have a particular style of drum playing where they put extra snares in. Mm. They like to hit the snare twice a lot. Like, when most people just hit it once, they will hit it twice. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if that's like significant, but it's something I've noticed. Um, the sick thing is use of screaming, but as an instrument. Mm. So yeah, yeah. They, uh, if you listen to a lot of their songs, there are there are very very violent songs with incredibly beautiful vocals, and there are incredibly beautiful songs with the harshest screamy vocals you could possibly <laughs> imagine. It's usually used as juxtaposition, but they they also use it as a tool for specifically angry lyrics right um which i'm happy with because i i don't like it when a band well no i do like it when a band just screams because that's i like screamy bands but um but i especially like it when a band can scream and can Can sing sing. and they use both of those in exactly the right context yeah yeah and then the thing that makes idiot pilot the most idiot pilot e um and I, it took me a lot of like working out to try and find out what this actually was. And I talked about this on the last episode as well. It's, there's a certain like interval that they use okay. to to move, and they use it at the end of a lot of phrases. They use it almost like a drum fill. Um, but what they do is they that use. Well, I could tell you what it is. I oh, worked okay. it out. You worked it out. It's it's a minor second. Okay, so it's like so a they, semitone up. Yeah, uh, yeah. a tone up. So, sorry. Yeah, so uh, yeah, specifically in a minor key, in uh, yeah, specifically in minor, um, and they'll either do it on the instruments, um, or they'll do it a lot on the vocals. Okay, um, and it's it's really weird. It sounds <laughs> jarring, but at the same time fits in with the key. Oh, ah, Can who wants to be Claire? famous, guys? The uh, we just had, we just got, we just got Boom. a bot. Done. in the in the Twitch chat, which means that we made it. We don't need you to help us become famous. Yeah. We are famous now. Thanks. Thank you for confirming All it. All of these bots Candy up in the Eclair. chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the seven things that I tried to find a song that encapsulates it. And after reading back on those, I've thought of another song which actually encapsulates those more than the okay. song I picked. Um, but I don't think it was as as deserving of being on the songs can't get enough of players. Okay. But if you would like some further <clears> listening, <throat> um, I would recommend the song A Day in the Life of, of a Pool Shark, yep. which I think might be their second most popular song. Well, I, st- I stuck um, when I listened to, uh, I was listening to the, to the pushover this morning and I just mm-hmm. basically just generally had Idiot Pilot on after that. So mm. I've heard... I know a bit more about Idiot Pilot than I did like this morning. But I think I think it is something that I need to 
start listening to more of. And it was like, yeah. like you were saying, listen to them backwards, just because of the, yeah. the type of music that I'm into, right? Yeah, yeah. So Blue Blood um, is their latest album, and that is a lot more radio friendly. Mm. Um, and also has a lot more of their songs that just... So you know how every band has that one song that sounds nothing like anything else they do, yeah. But it's there, um, yeah. So that album has a few of those in it. Okay. So it's easier for you to listen to because it's not just the same sort of thing all the way through. Sure. So get familiar with that album, and then I would move back to the the album before, which is Wolves, um, which has probably some of some of their best work on it is Wolves. Um, including a song which I which I'm convinced is inspired by um, a particular DLC of Fallout Three. Okay. Um, <laughs> which I can't confirm or deny it, but I was playing that particular DLC when this album came out, and also so the album the DLC is the Pit, um, and the song is called Theme from the Pit. Okay. So uh, anyway, and then the album before which is called Strange We Should Meet Here, is their first album. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's a very raw version of what you hear on the other two albums. Mm. Um, and they take a long time between their albums. So uh, Strange We Should Meet Here, I think, was like 2000 and... Hey, uh, DS. DS composing. With his own chat. Look at that emo. I, I saw it. I saw it and I was like, yeah, that's DS. Like, that's DS's face. That's really good. <laughs> Look at that. How are you doing, my friend? How are you doing? We're just uh, we're discussing idiot pilot. At the yeah, moment. good to see you, man. Um, so, where is it? Yeah, so um, strange which you meet here is is not on Spotify. They're not. No, um, day in the life of a pool shark is it? They and and the remixes from Strangers You Meet Here are like 2005. I've definitely talked to you about the intro to the album. Oh, yeah. Um, DS in the chat says, cheers, I'm doing good, just leaving a lurk before. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. And thanks Thank for, very thanks much, for popping up and saying hi as well. How um, are, are you Are you with us now or are you, you going back to lurking? And we will find out. Find out in a few, um, few seconds. Um yeah, so the, the, the intro to Strangers You Meet here is it starts off with a conversation between the two guys saying, Okay, so we need an intro for this album and I know what the intro is gonna be. It's gonna be this conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, this conversation, what the one that we're having right now, yeah, and it starts now. Yeah. And then the album starts. Um <clears throat> Okay, so you're gonna be around for a little bit, DS. Excellent, excellent. Well, have you heard we're talking about idiot pilot have you heard of them uh they might be in your wheelhouse i'm not entirely sure um <clears throat> so yeah so that album was released in it says 2005 right um so but i think it was earlier than that i think it was i think it was much earlier than that um because i was i was in sixth form I think when it was released. Anyway, mm. uh, DS says I haven't, but I haven't been looking into music in a while. 
need to get back into it. It's a hard habit to get back into. Like, the, uh, this show is the only reason that I'm seeking out new music at the moment. Mm. Um, it's, it is difficult to do. Um, and it's, it's even got to the point now where I'm, I'm going back to old artists that I used to listen to and getting those on the show. Mainly, partially because of the fact that we're going to be doing the bracket later on in the year. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And there are songs that I'm like, right, we need to have this song on this bracket. I want this song to be a contender. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, if you've been feeling the same way, Theo, about like, right, what songs do I love that I would really like to see go up against some of these other songs? Uh, <laughs> well, it's like, what, songs outside of songs that are in the uh, playlist? Yeah. I See, I'm not trying to... <clears throat> I did for a little bit. I was trying to bring stuff in that I had a sort of a vested interest in. Um, yeah. But... So, for example, Thoughtless, I had, I'd, I'd heard that song for the first time, like, months and months and months before. Um, and, you know, it, just on YouTube, it was a, a, mm. she sang it with Scary Pockets. And then yep. uh, the studio version just popped up in my Spotify playlist. And it was just oh, so good. Um, and I genuinely I could not get enough of it. I, yeah, same, same. It's that is the best song in this playlist at the as far as I'm aware at I the moment, so, yeah. and I I can see it winning everything. But it also depends on the matchup. Yeah, because if this song goes up against if like if Thoughtless goes up against like I don't know uh, what's some really good ones on there. Um, if it goes up against, I'm just going going to be prepared. Now. Be <laughs> Production I, man, I, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if Thoughtless goes up against the Seed or Aesop oh, Rock, Aesop Rock's uh, Dog at the Door, mm. I don't know. I'm going to be so sad about which, whichever <laughs> one goes out there. Like, and it's got to the point now where I feel setup, we can. Well, we can rig the setting up. We, we can probably we we choose the songs that go into the playlist. So we're rigging that anyway, like that is out of our, that is that is within our control. Yeah, sure. but um, but once the songs go into the brackets, we can't we can't unrig that. We can we can at least maneuver things to well, the fair way to do it, and the way they do it in sports is to seed everybody, um, and by seeding um, based on I what, don't know what how, how many of these contests they've won before. <laughs> No, I think yeah, I think it's I think I can't remember how they're often seeded, but usually it's in world rankings. Mm. Um, so the idea is that you that if a an artist or or like in sports, if a team is highly ranked, there is a reason for that, and therefore they should do quite well in the competition. Oh. But so that so they usually have the highest ranked seed go against the lowest ranked seed and the second highest against the second lowest and they keep going like that and and follow the pattern so the idea is that if you have a low seeded person who's really 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 good they should like it's a way of stopping low seeded people from just like knocking people out okay from from out of random it's to try and it's to try and keep everybody happy. So, like, 
I uh, and the way I think we talked about this last week, but I think the way that we're going to do it is that we'll have it via uh, their monthly Spotify listeners. That's how we're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we're going to have people like Post Malone be and be at number one. Like they'll that'll be number one seed. I can imagine. Mm. Um, and then you'll have very uh, upsettingly you'll have like Hold Steady be yeah be the, one, of the, one of the bottom seeds. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think Idiot Pilot at the moment is our lowest seed. Um, yeah, well, but I'm really, I'm really interested in like actually getting to that point, and and we've got so many songs in the playlist now that we'll have to do two or three, like, we'll have to do two or three brackets, knockout tournaments, mm. um, and then we'll have to have the winners of those tournaments yeah. go in against each other, and then we'll have a, a, a song that we can't get enough of, the winner for the year, and then that will mark the end of season one, and I, I'm predicting that season one of this podcast will end around October. Um, and that we'll take a break because you and I over Christmas get mentally busy. Mm. We will not have enough time to to do this podcast. Um, and then in January we'll uh, we'll pick the podcast up again, new and revamped. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna redo the intro music. We're gonna redo some of the some of the visuals. Maybe we'll have some better equipment. Maybe we can start rethinking about how we how we approach the podcast so if by by the way if anyone has any suggestions about how like a direction they'd like to see the podcast go please let me know uh message me on instagram you can message you can also whisper in the twitch chat if you're if you're here in the twitch chat now there is um, also the possibility of us actually being in the same room for one of these today yes yes absolutely um from the 19th of july which i can't believe yeah, they're just like Actually, you know what? Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rant about that for a second. Like, like I. I feel like it's really irresponsible. I feel like it's really irresponsible Absolutely. to do. Um. <laughs> was it? Sprout. Sprout in the chat says, "Just don't touch the jingle for Wheel of Conversation." Okay, I promise we <laughs> won't touch it. We won't touch that jingle. Keep the jingle. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I can't believe that the the government have refused to give insurance for for live events, for live music events mm. and touring and and festivals, but are deciding to just do away with all restrictions from nineteenth of July. Like, I I don't understand what the logic is there. Mm. Um, how can you like this? This feels like they're deliberately trying to to gentrify the entirety of the uk very quickly through the medium of a disease mm. like like i can't believe i'm living through this yeah like, i feel like and, and, and this is me being very emotional right now i may have completely the wrong idea about what's going on someone else with a better background on the on the scenario or a better better view of the scenario may be able to say actually there's this there's this evidence that says that um that this is actually a safe way to operate, but I can't see that right now. I feel very scared mm. about the way that that the, our country is handling the scenario and what it means for me and my friends and my family. Um, and there's there's definitely room for me to go very insane over it. <laughs> <laughs> like the the insane people for Facebook subreddit will just be me. Um, just ranting my like foil hat conspiracy theories. Sense. 
the government's yep. lying to you. <laughs> That's me. That is me. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm freaked out about that. Um, I've realised we've gone totally meandered off topic as well. Um, what was because, the topic? Idiot uh, pilot. Well, we were talking about idiot pilot. Yeah. Um, although we do currently have an idiot at the helm, so maybe that's maybe maybe. Um, so let's bring that back. Going from idiots <laughs> at the helm of the ship that we're currently smashing into the nearest iceberg to uh, back to idiot pilot again. Um, I'm going to talk about a different song, mm -hmm. like because because we don't just talk about songs that we we like we also talk about songs that we don't like and the song that i want to talk about i'm going to rant about for a little bit and i'm really sorry sprout because i know that, that this is part of your this is part of your your youth your upbringing and that's okay you're allowed to like this song but i want to talk about chelsea dagger by the fratellis hmm. i don't like it i don't like it as a song because i don't think it's really a song i think it's just a load of load of da 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 with some words in between and there's potential for those words to have a, a good like like a really good um story hmm. but they just never never end up doing it because the chorus like it's too long as well so you have a verse that starts gives you a little bit of the story and then it gets interrupted by a chorus that says nothing yeah, um, like literally, literally goes na 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 na. Yeah, um, and I'm like, well, either tell me a story or make the lyrics not relevant. Yeah, <laughs> like cut some like, of the. How can you get some bored of, the of your own out. lyrics? You can. <laughs> you'll have time to tell like, us. <laughs> tell me what's going it on. It it definitely sounds like half like while they were writing the song, they were like, okay, so here's the verse, and I'm bored, so let's just have a let's just have some gang vocals. Yeah. Um. And then we do another verse, and I'm bored again. Let's gang vocals. Um, like it, it sounds like it's that it's written by somebody who does not enjoy writing the song, mm. who doesn't want to write this song. Like, uh, what's um, the chorus? Uh, I don't know, man. How does it? How? Well, nah, what's nah, the melody nah. like? But also, that that's a great riff. It is a great riff. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with you it. You could have made something. It's a great riff. You could do you could do so much with it. Like it's it's simple, it's an earworm. Mm. Why is it that the decision has been made to oh oh we've lost Theo. Oh no. No, you haven't. I'm here. It's alright, I'll cut it out. I'm here. I'll cut it out of the podcast. Look at me. I'm right here. Can you see me? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I can see you now. <laughs> Uh, it's all right. We'll cut that out. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? I can't remember. But just so it's it's got. I can understand why people like it. I can yeah. understand that it it is again like we were talking about with Maroon Five. It's the McDonald's of songs. Mm. It's like it's just a song that is there and serves a very base need of in a club mm. being fun and you're drunk and high and with loads of other people and sweaty and tired and hyped up and energy drinks and therefore the reason why people like it or the reason why some people like it is because it's that energy in in a song mm. in the same way that 
um, that a lot of early Arctic Monkeys is exactly that. It's that energy in a song. And is, I think yeah. it's for that. Uh, I think it's for that reason that I don't really like a lot of that style of Britpop. I like new Arctic Monkeys a lot more than I like old Arctic Monkeys. Okay, I thought um, you were. A, I thought you were a Monkeys fan. I am. When it comes to the new Arctic Monkeys, yeah. Yeah, I like the stuff that they that they developed with Josh Hom. Um, oh, uh, listen to the Queens of the Stone Age episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks, by the way. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, I will do that. Um, well, because especially seeing as um, what does Hom translate to? Hom. Um, yeah. In in which language? In French. Oh man. Yeah. So his name's Josh Dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So they so they refuse to call him Josh Hom for the entire episode. They're just Josh like, dude. um, so Mr. Dude, yeah. and Josh Dude. Like they just make the reference the whole way through. It's such a good episode. Um Yeah, so Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger, I'm sorry if you like if you like it, you like it, and there's a reason why you like it, but I just can't get behind it. My my cure for what needs to be done to this song is is you need they need to love the song more and they need to write some lyrics for the chorus. Mm. Just if you just wrote lyrics to the chorus that served the verses, I'd be happy with the song. Yeah. If it was just That's all I'd do. Fancy you, fancy you, I really, really fancy you. I fancy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Right. Um oh we we wasted a lot of time. Sorry about that. Did we? Uh well, let's 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 talk about why you can't be doing music good, shall we? Okay, all right. So it's the other part of this show. I'm sorry, I'm, I've been trying not to yawn for ages. Well, it's all right. I can take this bit. Um, so the the namesake of the show, show why can't I do music good, is where we address our flaws, uh, because we are human and we don't know everything and we can't do everything and sometimes we do stupid shit. Um, so yeah. So the namesake of the show, why can't I do music good, is often the main topic of this show. And we discuss the reasons why we cannot do music good and what we're trying to do to make ourselves better people and better musicians and get over those reasons. And this week, Theo is bringing that to us. So, Theo, what do you have? Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. So the, the reason I haven't been doing music good last couple of weeks is that I haven't really been doing music at all the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's like, I, like this is. This... Oh, I didn't. I didn't drive. I wasn't driving very well today. Like, oh right. Okay. Why? Why is that? Because I wasn't driving. <laughs> I stayed. At this home. sounds like a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is. The, you know what? The, there was a. There was an episode we did um, about four weeks ago, maybe a month ago, mm. maybe slightly longer. But it was. It. It ended up being a therapy session. I had to cut out so much of it because I gave so much bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it ended up being like dead. It was an episode that overran by about half an hour, but ended oh. up being exactly on time because I cut oh, so wow. much out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> DS composing in the chat says, "Hi, I'm DS, and I can't make music good." <laughs> Hi, DS. Welcome. Uh, welcome to our these emotes, man. They they look so good. They man. do look good. So for for those of you who don't know, uh, DS composing uh, is a regular. Is a regular here and he's a also a twitch streamer and a composer um please check him out 
Um, he's on Twitch at DS Composing, and he just recently hit his um, hit his goals when it comes to all his his followers and his viewers. And he's got new emotes, and they look so sick. He's descended so from sick. Mount Olympus to say hi to little old us. And the annoying thing is, I all I can do, the only thing I can do to to sort of pay back the amount of help he's given me and you, Theo, and and everyone that he's come to contact with, is to is to shout him out, mm. um, because um, he's a really good guy and very talented and has has taken time out of his day sometimes to just come and uh, uh, just to give some support. And so, yeah. Uh, DS Composing says, not sure about that, just support the community. Look, and he's modest as well, man. And it's not <laughs> false modesty either. This is genuine shit. This is genuine shit, man. Oh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're the kind of reminder we need. Um, yeah, so you haven't been doing music at all recently. No, is that I right really here? haven't. So, partly, I've been working on this MIDI controller which is just taking up a lot of time just because it's uh it's capturing me because I don't know how to do it. So like is this is this your form of procrastination? I guess so. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh yeah, if my goal were to if my main priority goal were to make a MIDI controller, then I'd probably have a, have a video on YouTube by now. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's what I need to um, do. I just need to shift my goals and procrastinate my way towards other goals. Uh. Well, that's the thing, actually, isn't it? So if you have several projects on the go, as long as you film them all and keep a record of the video, then there's potential content everywhere. Mm. Um, which is why this this is why I, I I I'm a bit jealous of the of the lifestyle YouTubers and Instagrammers that just post videos about what their just day doing is doing their shit. Um, yeah, I think Meg. There's one that Meg watches, and I can't remember who she is, but it's it's she's a fashion designer, and her husband is uh, a member of was a member of the band Young Guns. Okay, um, and. And literally, the video is just here's what I ate for breakfast, and it's just oh, money, Meg's please. Gonna for, <laughs> Meg's gonna hate me for saying this because I have said this. I have said this to her, um, and I know she doesn't doesn't like me saying it, but um, I I can't help but think to myself, ah, yes, it would be nice to eat this incredibly healthy food that is that is just chock full of only the amount of nutrient that you need. Mm. Um, when you can live a lifestyle like that. I'm just imagining um, <laughs> the Instagram post of the evening going, well, we saw that nice healthy breakfast, and now it's a nice healthy stool. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bowel do goals. Do you remember that there used to be a TV show where, where they checked the, poo. Um, they check the poop? Yeah, there's no, yeah. very little scientific merit in that, apparently. <laughs> Which you oh, could really? probably imagine. <laughs> you can see she was Scottish as well, wasn't she? Mm. You can see from your stool. Look, look at the poo. <laughs> there's a, look at that. It's it's too brown. It needs some more blue hue. Um, <laughs> there's no tartan pattern in your stool, which means you're not eating enough haggis. Um, <laughs> sorry, 
<laughs> Offensive. Um, <laughs> like you go yeah. to the doctor and he goes, okay, and when was the last time you tossed a caber? <laughs> Months ago. We need to get you into hospital, son. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, DS. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, I guess it is kind of racist, it isn't is it? It is racist. It is kind of racist. Just because just because Scottish people are white doesn't mean it's not racist. Oh, I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, we won't cut that out because that was fucking funny. Um, right. Um, yeah, I find it really hard to to just like we like I said before, we've been covering our tracks uh, yeah. by saying that oh the reason like the the reason I can't do music good is I haven't got enough time. So that's an episode. Excellent. Yeah. And then because I'm taking a break, that's an episode. And because oh i'm uh, prioritizing stuff that that's a good episode and then in the middle of that we have oh and here's how you uh seven ways to to keep up with modern music which was an excellent episode and genuinely a really good really good time mm. um well and then we got this again where we're just we're just admitting it guys yeah yeah we can't we're having an issue with just being able to to be musicians at the moment okay so real real talk i I've real talk. Well, on, I've, I sort of realised this as I was messaging you about it this morning. Is that mm. I am so the video that I've been working on is so close to being finished. Yeah. And the other day I recorded just uh, just guitar of um, Deep Beat Blue, just acoustic guitar, so I could have it as backing music. And that was that's basically the last thing I need before I chuck it all together and export it. And mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't done it. I feel sort of paralyzed, really, at being so close to getting this thing finished and having spent so long on it. And I think, again, it goes back to... Um, back to an issue of not wanting to have made mistakes with my stuff. So after I've spent well, there's, ages recording there's and, a and editing chuck it up and then go oh no all of this went wrong you know well we do kind of have a fear of finishing creative people do mm. have a fear of finishing um and it's it's because once it's finished we are accountable for our work mm. like if there is anything wrong with it then 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 it's wrong with it mm. like and we and we are idiots for for putting it out with that wrong thing in there and everyone will look at us and laugh at us and they will point and they will say, ha, 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 your song it went slightly out of time oh. at this particular part. That lyric wasn't the best lyric <laughs> in the world. Ho, ho, ho. How about you sing better, buddy? Um, that harmony went slightly out. Um, yeah, that's what we think is going to happen. Yeah, um, shit. And we just need to, we just need to release it. Mm. And release anxiety is a real thing and i don't really know how to like well I, I i haven't even come up to that point in the book i know that this book this book is an absolute goldmine by the way ds if you haven't if you haven't read this book if you have time read it it's called two steps ahead two beats um, ahead. it's by uh sorry two beats ahead it's by panos a panay and r michael hendrix it's really good um it's uh, what great musical minds teach us about creativity and innovation, and it's I I know that there's a section in there about finishing your music. Okay, but I haven't got there yet. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a point. It's like what you were saying to me about um, when I was recording uh, these videos, and I was just like 
trying to get a, the right take of what I wanted to say, but I hadn't planned it out or whatever, and I was really conscious yep. about it. Uh, what effectively one of the pieces of advice you gave to me, which you said, uh, write this, write this down, underline it, and put a couple of exclamation points after it, uh, which is just get over yourself. And I think yep. that is it. I think that's it. It's like okay, you know, this is whatever, whatever I do. There are going to be plenty of people who don't like it either way. Yep. And that's not my problem. You know, my problem no. is I've got this project and it's been sitting around on my hard drive for ages and I still haven't finished it and put it up there. You know. Yeah, the, the whole advice uh, that people tend to give around there is is to remember there's only two things you can control it, and it's your thoughts and your actions mm. and that offers some people some comfort because it gives them ability to feel free from from having to be responsible for other people but that but, make, that that in particular gives me more anxiety yeah yeah cuz i'm exactly. like well at least if i if i can fool myself to think i can control other the, the the rest of the situation then at least i know that i could probably put it right <laughs> but now knowing that i can't do well, that i'm i'm just locked into this whole well, no, it did, being for, wrong all the time thing for me it's it's more it's more about the idea of yeah you know you're in control of your thoughts and your actions and so if my actions have resulted in not a great video then mm -hmm. it's it's nobody else's fault because i'm saying look oh yeah i was responsible for that anything that comes out of this good or bad is because of me and then yeah. like i'm obviously i'm better at seeing bad than good we all are mm. you know we all are right like it's not just you like i don't you, know i think are... there are some people i think there are some people who are just ready to to see things in a positive who are just you know wired to see things positively because they're in the i don't know if it's i don't know if it's wired to see well things positively. I, think wired I think they've trained themselves about, to do it well i think it's actually it's about like habits and uh thoughts that turn into beliefs so like ow everyone everyone every now and then thinks oh i'm stupid when they did something stupid but when you when every time you do something stupid you call yourself an idiot then it becomes less and less of a conscious thing that you do and more uh, uh, uh like an impulsive reaction to making a mistake which is to go oh fucking idiot once again you've messed up you know and i think i, I, I think that's a habit that you that you get into you know, maybe at a maybe I, at a very I, young age. I think it's an an evolutionary trait that we have developed because it helps us survive. So I okay, so I'm going to show you something, and I want you to tell me what you notice. Can you see this? Can you see this? All right. Yes. Yeah. What do you notice? I notice the cross. What do you see? You know. So I. So for our audio listeners, I have drawn. Loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of circles in a grid. And one of those circles is not a circle, it's a cross. And you instantly, instantly, you notice that there's that cross there. Mm -hmm. And that's because as, as human beings, we are trained to see what is different. What is, what is, what is wrong about this scenario? Well, I don't think and that's, that's telling and that's us... that's how we see it. I don't, think that, I don't think that tells us what's wrong with the scenario. 
I think it's just our brains. You see a bunch of circles, you expect there to be circles, and then there's a cross in there, and that's what your brain is noticing. Like, but I don't think it it would be if we knew that somehow. <laughs> so what I'm saying is like everyone. I think what you're saying is that everyone has the capacity to see the, see things that are different or not quite right or not how how they should be, right? Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is that, yes, everyone has the capacity to do that, but I think not everybody... Well, I know that not everybody sees the same things as being bad, and not everybody will... So, for example, I had a day once a few years ago, a really good day, where all day I was positive, you know, uh, and I I was working on music and I was making mistakes and I was going, okay, well, I've learned something from that. And I was happy because of it. And all day I was like that. And that's the first, that's the only day I can ever remember having like that. And then it was gone the next day. And so that okay. made me think, you know, there are people who were just like that all the time. There are people who are like that by default. People who don't... People who, when they feel the way that I feel on a normal day, they would call it a bad day. You know, but the way that... And the way that I feel on this really good day is probably just a normal day for someone. I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I think that I think that we are like so okay, so we as human beings, we learn better when we fail than when we succeed. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that like we, we and the reason why is because evolutionary evolutionarily the the people or the the human beings, who have learned from failures, or who or who learn more from failures, do better because the more you learn from failure without dying, mm. <laughs> you know, like if you can, like, oh shit, I had a I had a near scrape with that saber tooth tiger, um, I did something wrong, mm. and I survived. Therefore, I need to learn a lot from this failure because if I don't learn from this failure. I will be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger next mm. time. Um, whereas every single day going, well, today I haven't been eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. I, I don't know. I, but, I don't think there's a lot I can learn from but that. Like, take and it, then next day... Take it, but like narrower than that, though. Just like, mm -hmm. imagine you have just escaped that attack by a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Where, some, where some people would go... Oh, you you almost fucking died, man. You need to you need to sh you know sort yourself out, pull yourself together, start paying more attention next time you go out there. Somebody else might go, "Oh, I could have died, and I didn't." You know, I've obviously I've obviously you know I I might have made a mistake there, but I'm alive today, and I wouldn't necessarily have been. And I think that's still... the difference of perspective. I think okay, that's I, that's I the difference think... between being able to make mistakes in a and 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 put yourself down and make mistakes and acknowledge that it's a mistake and that you're learning from it. 
I still think we are hardwired to recognize negativity more than we recognize positivity. Maybe. And I I think that that is a survival thing. Mm. And I think that being negative is just like if you if you meet someone who is inherently positive, who is positive all the time, I don't think that's because they are just that way. They have learned that behavior somehow. Well, Maybe it's from the way they were brought I think, up. By I their think we we were saying the same thing then. Because <laughs> I was saying right at the beginning of this, I was saying um, that there are there are people who can make a mistake and naturally automatically be all right with it whereas there are people like myself who have got into the habit of calling themselves an idiot every time they make a mistake and because of that they just as far as they're concerned they're an idiot okay so what i'm saying is that is uh, what i was saying is that i think that everybody is hardwired to do the idiot thing to, to call themselves an idiot and the people who don't, it's not a natural thing. It's something they've had to teach themselves or learn. But yeah, I, it, mm, see, I'm not sure. I think I think that it is like when it comes to that, like your your reaction to yourself after you make a mistake. Mm. When it comes to that, I I really think that is more learned than naturally occurring. Explain. So, I know you have been explaining. Yeah, so... Um, but... I reckon... Yeah. So... Ah, it's difficult. So, when I, when I was a kid, and I put myself down, you, you can develop... You can get into the habit of thinking these things and then automatically going well hang on is that is that is it justified that i've said that about myself does the evidence support this does that you know does it make sense and you know logically person if somebody does something stupid they don't straight away think i'm an idiot you know that that is a that is a, a, a belief that they have because they are used to every time they do something wrong saying it's because I'm an idiot. So like I'm very okay. I'm very conscious of the fact that when I was a child, I was stupid. I performed very very badly in school. I couldn't. My maths wasn't good. You know, I I I wasn't athletic. I wasn't confident. I cried a lot. You know, I was crap. I was a crap person. I was crap at everything. And all I would do, I got into the habit of seeing, oh, this person's doing their maths a lot faster than me, or this person's drawing a lot better than me. And it's not me going, oh, they're good. It's me going, well, I'm shit. And that it's, whereas somebody might be in the position, you know, with a slightly different upbringing, might be in the position to look over and go, oh, hey, that's really good. Whereas I would look over and go, oh, that's really good. You know, and it's, it's not, it's the same scenario, but it's, it's perspective. And I think that's, I think that is something 
that whether it's conscious or not, you learn. Well, I th yeah, I think that maybe that this perspective is a, a certain amount to do with intelligence. I think that the more intelligent you are, the more you are likely to see your own flaws or see yourself as room for improvement hmm. than just seeing other people as being great. So, so, if, so for example, if you if you were to draw something, uh, no, sorry, I'm choosing the wrong example here. Um, but I don't think draw I, something. I started I'd, I'd screw it up and throw it away. That's what I do. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, so I didn't really have an analogy. I started going on an analogy, but then realized I had no way to end it. Um, but if, uh, when you see someone as being better than you, there are two avenues you could go down. You either have the intelligence to understand that you could achieve that. You can, you could get there if you put in the work. Um, and therefore you see yourself as missing, uh, missing a goal. Like you, you, right. you see, you you see. Hey, there, this is a standard. There is a standard of work here sure. that somebody else is 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 going to. Being intelligent, you know that you could achieve that standard if you put the work in, but you, for whatever reason, either because of not time or not in your interests, or or is just something you don't necessarily want to put the work into. Um, you know that you haven't hit that goal. Therefore, you feel bad because you haven't hit it. The other way of going about it is that if you're less intelligent, you just tend to go, oh, that's amazing. Because you see yourself as not being able to ever achieve that. You just go, they're better. Oh, fantastic. They're oh. just like, so it's it's a difference between whether you know, whether you're in, it, maybe intelligence is the wrong way of doing it, but maybe wisdom or maybe the way you look at it. Mm -hmm. One is less to do with putting yourself down. It's more to do with, you being able to recognize that you can achieve that if you put the work in. And that's why you put yourself down. Um, and I've realized that I've demonstrated exactly what you're talking about, the two different fucking <laughs> things right here, haven't I? Um, oh, fuck. You, you, damn you to Haiti. You've maybe proved your point. Oh, yes. fuck. I've been planning this for two hours. <laughs> So yeah, okay, okay. So maybe I see your point, um, but I think that the way that, like, the way that you you come at it is that the reason why you are putting yourself down is because you are you know that you can achieve that, hmm. um, and if you don't put yourself down about it, it's because you've accepted the fact that you won't achieve it. Hmm. To which maybe. extent, maybe your your people who see other people as being great rather than themselves being shit are actively choosing that uh, cipher from the Matrix ignorance is bliss option. They are that eating sat that there steak. eating their steak. By the way, by the way, do when someone says the phrase ignorance is bliss, do you immediately think of cipher eating oh, I a do, steak? Yeah. No matter. Oh, thank God. I thought I was the only person. <laughs> I felt really weird. I well, asked people about it yesterday. I was like, when I, when oh, I okay. I just, I just, I, I, I'd heard the phrase before um, and I didn't understand it fully. I didn't understand it in that context either. All I knew is that steak looked really good. Steak does look really good. Um, do you do you fancy doing a wheel of conversation? 
Yes, I think we do. Cool, uh, because I forgot to bring it up. I forgot to get the, the screen up, so I might tank the stream right now, but the uh, uh, the um, audio should be absolutely fine. Okay. Well, the wheel of conversation. Uh, now. We spin a wheel. It tells us what we're going to talk about. Usually, it's our uh, band equivalent of Shag, Marry, Kill, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very good at being random, is it? No, it's not great. Um, which is weird because that's exactly what we need also for when we do the version of Shag Mary Kill. Okay, I've got it up. Right. Here we... Oh, hold on. Okay, I'm going to wait for the encoding to stop being overloaded in the in the, in OBS. Cool, we're good, we're good. Okay, so here we go. <gasps> Spin the wheel of conversation. What is it going to land on? Spin the wheel of conversation. Behold the power of random. The question this week is, what record purchase means the most to you? So I guess we'll include CDs and tapes and uh, downloads. But what what mu what piece of music have you parted money with that means the most to you? Um, Nirvana's Nevermind album in yeah? 2001, I think. Mm. Might have been in two thousand and one. Yeah, and so so. Um, Dear's composing, flexing again with those emotes. By the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> I love mm. it. I love it. Ds so comp. Mm. Ds comp. Lol. Mm. Ds comp. Bop. Comp well, you've got all the emotes. Oh, and that's your uh, own look. One as well. I should actually have emotes what? for DS as well because I subscribe to him. Oh, I need to do my my Twitch, uh, my Prime subscription. So uh, remind me to do that when I uh, when I leave the chat. So the <laughs> sorry, carry on. Yeah. So um, Incesticide was is a Nirvana album. It's actually the first album I ever bought with my own money. Mm. Um, right. And that's kind of I bought it because I knew that my brother listened to Nirvana and. From there, I sort of went, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. Uh, and then just one day in 2001-ish, I uh, picked up... I, I, was, I remember I was, I was out with friends in town, and there's not a lot to do in my hometown. So we had just been yeah. wandering around Asda. Um, and, yeah, they were selling the album, and I was like, okay, I recognize the band name. Um, the, you know, weird album cover. And I don't think, I don't think, oh no, I must have heard um, Smells Like Teen Spirit before because brother yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, it's like when I got down, got home and started listening to that album, that is when my Nirvana obsession started. Uh, and it went on for probably about five years. <laughs> yeah, listen to an awful so, uh, lot of Nirvana. Okay, so so what? Uh, so why does it mean the most to you? Is it is it because it was an avenue into something else for well, you, or it, it was kind is of it just a nostalgia or a particular memory? Yeah, I think I I had just started playing drums, um, mm -hmm. and the the drums on Smells Like Teen Spirit are great. The drums on that album generally are just really good. Um, mm. And so I just started playing drums. I just started. 
I really I was just sort of starting to um spend my money, you know, to to I guess it's it's sort of that that preteen thing where you're kind of slowly starting to turn into the person that you're going to become, right? Where right. you where you yeah. you stop being uh you know the the product man, of your mother and not father. Yet a woman. Huh? <laughs> you stop being a man but not yet a woman. <laughs> to bastardize Britney Spears. But um yeah, it's like you you stop you stop being the basically the sum of your parents' opinions and stuff. Right, like okay. That, so this was like start a, a going gateway out. purchase. Yeah, it was a gateway album. Uh, <laughs> gateway purchase. Nice. Um but yeah, it's like it's going out with friends where you're suddenly like you're spending your own money on stuff. Well, you're spending your parents' money on stuff. But um it's like you can effectively do what you want. It's the first t- first sort of time you have sort of self-expression. And mm. what better way than buying an album, right? And so, yeah, I think it was just it was just one of those points in my life that was now that you you know, when you think about it, there was actually a fair bit going on in terms of, you know, my development and my friends and the music that I was listening to and, mm. and what have you. So I think that's that's mostly it, really. Just just the fact that, you know, it was basically it was one of the first albums I bought for myself, and it just yeah just captured me because I grew up with jazz mostly. Mm. So it's just different. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Mm. Very cool. I so my my pick changed throughout your conversation. You talking about yours? Okay. Because you you. You started mentioning loads of things that that would affect, like what it meant to you, and different avenues down there. And I was like, okay, so I started off thinking like, what's the first record I bought, which was, uh, uh, or one of the what's the most important record, actual record I bought, and mm. that's Motion City soundtracks, um, uh, Dinosaur, di- my Dinosaur my Life, dinosaur and it's because. Uh, both it's the most expensive record I've ever bought, and it turns out that both me and Meg were fighting the uh, uh, the guy who was selling it <laughs> to try and get it from eBay because it's, oh. it's a limited pressing. Um, that's cute, but then I was thinking, like, what's the very, very first like LP that I bought? And um, there's there's some albums that I bought that like that I regretted buying the minute I did it, or what's the first purchase i made for cd which was funeral for friends casually dressed deeper conversation um and then i thought right what what album like just like what album was like a gateway album for me what opened up something um so the so the, my answer for this is going to be there's a live album by a christian band called delirious um called access d and I remember buying it because I thought, like, I, I liked the band anyway. Uh, I grew up with the band. My parents are very, like, obviously, mm. come growing up in a in a conservative Christian household. Um, it was it was a band that we interacted with a lot, and uh, it was nice because it was a sort of music that my parents liked and that I liked and had big guitar solos and it was very it was it was. 
not necessarily heavy, but it had a, a lot of rock and roll to it. Mm. But my parents were accepting of it because it was because it, it was Christian. It and actually it acted. It was Jesus based, um, but also it was a really nice gateway for my parents for a, a relationship between me and my parents mm. and a musical relationship between me and my parents because off the back of that album it meant that my parents were more open to listening to more of that sort of music, whether or not it was secular or not. I mean, sure. I'm not saying my parents only listened to secular music. Like, they really enjoyed the secular stuff that you 2 made, and uh, they were... They, they come... They Obviously, they're human. They listen to secular stuff all the time. Mm. Um, but it meant that it, that band was very much an, a, uh, a gateway to me exploring... And falling in love with my own faith and falling in love with playing guitar as a way of expressing my mm. relationship with my faith. Because I would pick the songs that they were playing that I'd, I'd choose to play the songs that were talking about something that yeah. I was wanting to sort of like talk to God about. Mm. Um, and that really, really, really influenced my music later on especially in my in my 30s where a lot of my music is to do with my crisis of faith that i have all the time mm. um so yeah and and the the record itself the cd is really cool it comes in like this steel box it looks like emergency rations That's cool. for uh for army for army army rations and it's it's like a four disc album. There's so much music on it. And actually, like for a live album as well, it's recorded pretty well. Um so so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go, yeah. Access D, which is a live album by the band Delirious. And I'd say that, right. that would I have heard purchase. Delirious before? Probably. Probably. Um songs um they're they're, they're very much a product of their time. Right. Um, so when you when you listen to them, you will you will obviously be like, right, this is this is very stereotypical Christian Christian <laughs> rock in the UK, but it's it well, actually no, may no, it is different is a bit different because it's Christian almost Christian Britpop. Okay. It's it's like it's like the oasis of Christian oh, music. Okay. Um, Check that out. And there's there's loads of influences, but I would. They they alternate between releasing a, a a very faith-based album and a very secular album. So uh there's there's an album like King of Fools, which is a fantastic album that has some great songs on it that's very much to do with faith. And then you have um the album Audio Lesson Over, which is about which is very secular and has very few songs to do with faith in it. And they have songs to do with like feeling like an alien in your own country and um songs to do with like uh, dealing with with death and loss and and being a father and stuff like that um so i would you know what i would start off by listening to anything from from audio lesson over um and it's it's a very iconic cover it's a black and white cover with very orange writing um and let me just double check I, maybe I can point you to a particular song to start off with, maybe. Um, they have the most famous Christian song in the world as well, which is called in I Can Sing With Love Forever. In the world. Um, is, there, is it their cover of Kumbaya? 
<laughs> no, it's not. Um, okay, audio lesson over. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, just listen. It start is their cover of Kumbaya. F- what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, right, okay. Um, so, yeah, audio lesson over is just like, it starts off with Waiting for the Summer, which is just a, a, a song about wishing wishing that the sun would come out. Great song. Mm-hmm. And then Take Me Away um, is actually a bit of a religious song, but then you've got Love is the Compass, which is just a love song, and then Alien, which is, yeah. Um, Katy Perry And cover. Fire, which is just a good song. Yeah, I, I didn't listen to anything off audio lesson over. Cool. Um, and then you've got World Service, which is very, very Christian. But, um, yeah, cool. Yes, um, that's 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 my suggestion. That's your suggestion. Um, and I think, I think that that is actually a that's, really long show that we show. ended up making out of having no yeah, preparation we, whatsoever. We winged our way through the whole thing. We did. Basically. Well done. Um, well, seeing as we need to we need to wind the show down for the podcast episode, would you like to plug yourself, sir? Love to plug myself. My name's Theo Dehaney. Uh, my handle up there, Theo Dehaney. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, I'll be at Theo Dehaney Music on Instagram as well. And uh, if you've listened to the contents of this episode, then I promise this video is almost ready. Uh, I can't <laughs> promise that it'll be up anytime soon. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm Lawrence Hobbs. Um, you can talk to me about anything that we talked about on the episode uh, at my Instagram, which is at L Hobbs Music. Um, on YouTube, uh, you can also. We don't upload the, these episodes to YouTube anymore, so, so forget <laughs> so about it. Don't worry about YouTube. If you're on YouTube. But if you'd like to hear some, like, never hear this. Yeah, if you if you're on YouTube, forget about it. You're on forget YouTube. about Fuck it. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and uh, but if you'd like to listen to my music, um, I have an EP on Spotify, which is one year old this week. Um, Thank you for everyone in the in the chat for joining us as well. Yeah, um, but if you want to listen to my music, it's Lawrence Hobbs. Um, everyone who's in the chat, uh, feel free to stick around if you want to for the post show. Um, but this is this is it for the podcast. So without further ado, good. good.